Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello and welcome to the Life Wisdom Podcast with your host, Dr. Raj Balkaran. I have today a wonderful guest uh, who is known uh, largely as the urban Buddhist monk, uh, none other than Bhante Saranapala. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Raj. It's a great pleasure to be here with you to have a friendly conversation. Absolutely. Um, luckily, uh, a friendly conversation is one of my favorite pastimes. So <laughs> now... Tell us about this this title, this, this the, the urban Buddhist monk. Maybe <laughs> maybe tell us first about the Buddhist monk part, uh, uh, and then tell us about the urban part, shall we? <laughs> well, Raj, you know, if I tell the whole story, we won't have enough time, you know. So, well, to make uh, make it short, uh, I have been a Buddhist monk since age ten. I was uh, born in Bangladesh to a Buddhist family. And Bangladesh is a, is a Muslim country, but it was a, a Buddhist region in the history. And uh, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, they were traditional Bengali Buddhists. <clears throat> so among the Bengali Buddhists, there is a cultural practice. Every boy should become a monk for a short time maybe one week, two weeks, and something like that. So I became a monk for maybe one or two weeks. But my teacher, you know, sent me to Sri Lanka. And uh, I, I think I loved the monastic life there. And uh, I just fell in love with uh, monastic life. And then I, after receiving my monastic training and uh, monastic education, and I came to Canada in 1994, and uh, so I, I, I did my uh, studies at U of T at McMaster. And uh, so in, uh, uh, I have been teaching meditation since uh, 1995. And uh, so I have a lot of students. So uh, one day, one of my students uh, was having a friendly uh, tea conversation with me. And uh, so he asked me about... Uh, the, the monastic uh, traditions that I told him, you know, we have two monastic traditions. One is called the forest uh, tradition. Uh, other one is called the village or city tradition. So forest monk and the, and the village monk. Then my student goes like, Bante, you're not a forest monk anymore. You are an urban monk. <laughs> so... Uh, then he said, oh, uh, I love that title. And he wanted to, but his name is Robert Gama. And uh, so he wanted to have a website with that. And he Googled to, uh, to set the what is it, domain. Uh, and then there's a urban monk in the United States. And uh, so he's a layperson. But I told my student, look, uh, Robert, He's an urban monk, but I am the urban Buddhist monk. <laughs> and uh, from that moment till today, that title uh, has become very popular. And people in the world knows me, the urban Buddhist monk. So that has become my nickname. <laughs> well, it's, it's a captivating title because I believe 
it encapsulates an important um, tension or important bringing together of 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 of, of ancient wisdom, uh, religion, mindfulness, and um, modern life. I mean, that's really what this podcast is about. How do we? What can we glean? about how to live a human life, especially in modern times. And so the umbrella of the urban Buddhist monk seems like the perfect sort of umbrella for this podcast. Um, could you tell us then, um, in the podcast notes, it'll indicate that you are founder and president of Canada, a, mind, a mindful and kind nation. Um, and so folks can find out about your background, but tell us uh, simply, what do you see as your, as your mission? <laughs> Well, I, I have a global mission, Raj. <laughs> My global mission is to call every country a mindful and kind nation. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Buddhist monk. That's a different story. But I'm not here to sell Buddhism. I'm not here to sell any particular religion. I believe in humanity. We all are human beings. You know, Raj, uh, being a monk uh, for since age 10 and being a monk in Canada for past 27 years uh, and teaching meditation to the public for 25 years, I have uh, met people from all walks of life. First, I started doing uh, student counseling at UFT as the Buddhist chaplain. And then I started teaching meditation here. People come here uh, and they are seeking, they are seeking a solution. And, uh, and also I, I have uh, listened to so many stories of the people. And one thing became very clear that everyone is going through something. And uh, people are not emotionally, psychologically stable. They are feeling kind of fragile. They are complaining about their life. So as a solution to this uh, problem, I uh, gave just a simple solution, a simple technique, that is the meditation, kindness, mindfulness. And through this uh, practice, what I call kindfulness, is come from two words, Kindness and mindfulness, and uh, and I, I will explain. I will talk about this in detail actually later on if you are interested in this. And through this simple principle of kindfulness, I was able to help everyone, whoever sought my help. I did not force them to become a Buddhist monk. <laughs> I did not force them to be a convert to Buddhism. All I realized in people that no matter what religion, what culture they belong to, we all are human beings. Every human being has so many beautiful inner qualities, and two of them are mindfulness and kindness. So what I'm teaching people, uh, be mindful to be kind to yourself, be mindful to be kind to others. And, and you know, uh, this is also something... <clears throat> Uh, this this happened some years ago. I went to uh, conduct a mindfulness session for a group of accountants in Pickering 
at an accounting firm. And after meditation, and my friend Michael actually took me to a nearby Tim Horton. And as we were enjoying Double Double, <laughs> and he said, Bhante, I have been going with you to most of the places, and you're always talking about and emphasizing on mindfulness, kindness, and all these things. And, uh, and he said, I love it. You know, people love it. It's making a huge difference in people's life. And you, you, you're making people happy. Then I told him, Mikey, <clears throat> how about we call Canada a mindful and kind nation? And then he's loved that so much. And uh, on that day, I have asked one of my students, Jenny, came, said, Jenny, can we uh, register this name officially, <laughs> like as a nonprofit organization, Canada, a mindful and kind nation? So she did that. So now <clears throat> I started teaching mindfulness weekly, monthly, and of course, annually I organize uh, a, a symposium, a conference. I call it Kindful Canada Symposium. And um, so a lot of people come from uh, different backgrounds. So what I'm promoting is uh, mental health, by the way, you know, mental health. and a kindfulness principle as a solution to the mental health issues. And, and that can be practiced by anyone. You know, I have a history of saving a lot of lives of people from all walks of life, you know. And uh, my weekly meditation session is crowded and a lot of people come here. They are seeking advice, uh, help. And uh, so uh, I uh, also wanted to call uh, the United Nation, a un United Kindful Nation. Maybe this is kind of my wild idea, wild vision, you know. <laughs> you never know. All we need is this idea, right? And I'm talking about it, popularizing the concept. And so I, in one of my annual uh, Kindful Canada Symposium, I had uh, a, uh, a speaker from the United Nation who works for uh, United Nations Human Rights around the world. And when that person came to our symposium to talk, and he, he was uh, amazed to see the audience and the concept, what we are talking about, and he said, Bhante, uh, you should present this idea to the United Nations. So uh, uh, he uh, invited me to speak at one of the United Nations panels last year. Uh, last September, when they had the UN General Assembly, during that time we also had different panels. So uh, they were looking for ideas, principles, because they have a uh, concept. It's called United Nations 2030 Development Goals. So now they have included my principle, kind, principle of kindfulness, as uh, uh, one of the United Nations 2030 Development Goals. And uh, so uh, now I'm, I'm promoting a kindfulness, you know, uh, around the world. And uh, um, it is my global vision to call every country a mindful and kind nation. So it always begins with you. <laughs> so I always uh, try to be. And I, I believe I am a kindful monk. 
And uh, wherever I go, I talk about that. I encourage people to become kind, you know, and take care of yourself, meditate, be mindful, do good to yourself, to others, and look after yourself, look after others, uh, be compassionate, you know, be soft, be gentle. <laughs> this is what we need. I, I strongly believe through this principle, we can reduce uh, the global problems, whatever they are. Now, you know that people are fighting against others and there, there's a lot of violence and people are becoming, human beings are becoming in, inhuman <laughs> through these uh, negative actions like violence and other things. So I think uh, as, as a member of the humanity, as a member of the global community, it is our task uh, and our utmost duty to promote good things in the world, you know. And of course, there, are, there, there could be resistance, there could be objection to all this from some elements of the world, but it's okay. You believe in this, you have faith in this, and you talk about it until the last minute of your, your death. <laughs> yes, so much of what you say resonates um, in terms of uh, a path forward as a globe functioning as a globe, functioning as one people, one pulse, and bringing together the profound wisdom um, um, teachings from all of the world's traditions and finding a way to harmonize them as, as a global family. This, this vision is in the hearts of so many of us. It's so far off on the ground, but that vision is coming into being one act yeah. of kindness at a time. Yeah. Well, this is a new awakening, you know, this is a new awakening. People are becoming interested in this kind of thing. I think, you know, where being unkind is an old-fashioned. Being kind is a new fashion, you know? <laughs> <laughs> being kind is fashionable. It's refreshing, that's for sure. Um, so uh, the other point I wanted to make pertaining to this, 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 this global vision and these conversations that we're having is that one can be part of any religious tradition. Some religious traditions have a proselytizing bent or not, but either way, one can engage in conversation without this ethos of conversion, yes? And so I would love for you to share with us, um, um, does the wisdom that you're sharing, right, related to kindfulness and, and compassion, to what extent does that come from or is nourished by your training as a Buddhist monk? And to what extent would you say that's part of just uh, life experience? Can you talk about the role of, 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 of your background uh, in your case? Well, you know, uh, the book that I'm writing, actually, I have written in detail about how I got this idea. You know, this uh, seed of kindfulness, uh, consciously or unconsciously, uh, had been planted in my mind from in my childhood, I guess, um, because I I have seen, but I didn't I didn't realize the significance of this, the 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 power of this in those days, you know. But it was later. Uh, I I have um, I uh, I had my uh, grandfather, you know, my mother's father. Uh, he was kind of popular in, in the village. And uh, he, um, I remember in our childhood, he would call all the uh, kids, 
to come to him. And then uh, he, 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 had, he was giving motivation, inspiration to all the kids because he believed in the, in the kids in the, because they are the next generation. And uh, so he, uh, he, wo- he wanted us to repeat after him, you know, like whatever he says, we had to repeat after him. And he was saying, uh, uh, we are going to be the professors, doctors. I'm going to be the doctor. I'm going to be the engineer. I'm going to be the teacher, you know, like in, in Bengali. It's, it's actually nice, but, you know, this is the translation that I'm saying. So uh, then I, I was thinking, like, what is he doing? If he does this, definitely he cares for others. He's doing this not just for his own <laughs> kids, his own family. He's doing this for everyone, all the kids. And wherever he goes, in whatever village he visits, he would do this. He continued doing it. And then I have seen my 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 parents my father was an innocent very kind person and so was uh, my mother and then my teacher my first monastic teacher who ordained me he was also a very kind person he was helping so many people especially the refugees you know and he established uh, shelters for the refugees and uh, he did not expect anything from them, you know, from the parents. He would just uh, ex- uh, uh, accept these uh, uh, refugees, the kids, and he would educate them. And today, a uh, lot of people, you know, bec- have become a somebody because of his help, you know, through his uh, kindness. And then when I went to Sri Lanka, again, I have seen the same thing. And my Sri Lankan monastic teacher had a motto, actually, in, in, in Sinhala. But if I'm to translate this into uh, English, the, the translation would, would be, uh, without shaping the man, the country or the nation cannot be shaped. Therefore, let us shape the man and let's shape the country. <laughs> he spent all his life and with this slogan in mind, you know, and then I was thinking, wow, this is amazing. This is one thing that I, I that got stuck in my mind. And uh, but then he was helping everyone, you know. It's not just the Buddhists, the monks, you know, people from all walks of life, all religious tradition, all cultural backgrounds. And then uh, I had another teacher who actually started. Uh, a kind of program is called the uh, giving the gift of milk. Okay, and so we would visit the hospitals. Okay, and we would make in you know, a rich tea, milk tea, and so and after that we would visit to different uh, wards. You know, visiting the uh, the, the patients and. Uh, while some uh, 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 young people would serve the tea, others would serve the cookies, you know, rich uh, biscuits, and we would do kind of blessings, you know, like tying the blessing thread on your right wrist. And there, even those, not just the Buddhists, even the uh, the Tamils, Sinhalese, Burgers, Muslims, even Muslim patients also, 
would come and they would ask for blessings, you know. And uh, so through this act of kindness, I, of course, I, we continued this for a long time there when I, uh, until I came to Canada. And then uh, I also, uh, my teachers were also helping the, because Sri Lanka had uh, the civil war. Because of the civil war, there were a lot of displaced people and uh, refugees. So he would help. So uh, we would go to different schools and we would uh, do some spiritual programs and then we would encourage every student to bring one item. It could be a pen or pencil or, or, or exercise book or notebook, you know, something like that, or maybe a pair of shoes or, or something else. And we would collect these items and we would just distribute them to the people in the displaced uh, area. Um, and then we continued that until I came here. Uh, and and then when I came here, one day I went to uh, my my friend Troy uh, took me to uh, a, a school in downtown Toronto. It's called the uh, the Toronto School of Eastern Medicine uh, near uh, Espadina Blue intersection. So I was uh, invited to conduct a meditation session um, from uh, seven to nine. And after meditation, we were going to the parking lot. And so I, uh, th- so I saw a, a, a long lineup of uh, young people, <laughs> and uh, I was curious. And I said, uh, uh, Troy, uh, what is this lineup? And uh, Bante, uh, don't you see they're lined up for that LCBO? <laughs> but I had no clue. I didn't know what it was, okay? <laughs> I said, what is that? He said, but that's, that's, this is a shop that sells alcohol. People are lined up for alcohol. And then I saw that uh, uh, on the street, there are people sleeping, okay? I said, I was so surprised to see, like, you know, people sleeping on, on the streets. And I said, uh, Troy, who are these people? They're called the homeless people. And then uh, they have no, no house, no place to go, so they are just living on the street. Ah, that actually hit my heart, you know. I said, Troy, we need to do something. So uh, we returned and follow, I, I talked to a few people. I said, I formed a youth group. Uh, today we call it Buddhist Youth Council. And so through that, I, would, I also wanted to help the young people, put them in the right direction. <laughs> and also I also wanted to help the people in need, people sleeping on the streets. So I, I started uh, doing soup kitchens, you know, and feeding the homeless people and doing the sharing caring program. And I started this in 1995. From that time till still today, we continue. This time we could not do it uh, because of the COVID. So, but we raised uh, some funds, you know, about $3,000. And we distributed, you know, uh, $1,000 uh, $1, to three different shelters in downtown Toronto. So now I was able to change young people's life through this, you know, the Sukhija Shares Caring Program. Because, you know, young people don't like to be preached, you know. They want something fun, exciting. So they love, you know, uh, making the soup. Uh, they, they love make, doing the uh, bagels, you know, cutting the bagels and the, 
and uh, serving the homeless people, cleaning them. It was fun. So I would I would uh, invite about 60, 70 young people. So we all go downtown Toronto at the Good Shepherd Center, okay? And there we would do this soup kitchen. And uh, so I have seen this. Then I realized these are the real act of kindness because we care for ourselves, so a good life, and you know, our, our health at the same time others. And through this, we were able to change people's life. And so then I started teaching meditation. From meditation, I, I, I would just you know, encourage people to be kind, to practice meditation, to be mindful. Uh, and there's a way to live a happy and healthy life. You know? And uh, so uh, these simple techniques were able to uh, change people's life, transform the people's life. So officially, I started from Canada. Uh, but my upbringing from childhood till now, I, I, I believe, you know, consciously or unconsciously, the seeds of kindness, compassion, love, love for humanity, love for all has been planted in my heart and mind. And uh, today, I believe because of that, I have become that. And where I go, I always talk about this and uh, people love it. And uh, so even virtually, despite all these uh, COVID problems around the world, virtually we were able to <laughs> do these kindful programs, you know. And uh, during this COVID-19, uh, you know, while I was teaching meditation, offering meditation sessions to the public and uh, young and old, at the same time, we helped a lot of people in need here in Canada, also in other countries. And my latest one was uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we did help uh, students in Uganda, you know. So, and uh, three weeks ago in Sri Lanka. So it's like, you know, we try our best to show our kindness in every way. And also it is a good karma, you know. Helping others is a good karma. It gives you joy. If you really believe in happiness, a happy life, you know what, Raj? Do something good for others. Be do something meaningful for others. You know, uh, whatever meaningful you think, do it. Yes, it's it's clear that um, you know when we talk about the, uh, this idea of the life wisdom podcast, we, we're discussing sort of uh, questions of meaning and purpose and the good life uh, exemplars for for living a, a good life, uh, particularly perhaps in the modern world. And it's clear hearing you speak that. This core message of mindfulness and especially kindfulness, what I may think of as perhaps compassion, that this is a core feature of a life well lived. And now, what I would like to to ask your perspective on is uh, certainly the seed of compassion was nurtured by your circumstance and all the exemplars and all of the nourishment that you received. But talk to us about compassion in terms of perhaps from your training as, as, as this, this profound Indic concept of ahimsa, how much of it comes from your training uh, or versus uh, maybe a more experiential or universal kind of notion of kindfulness or compassion? Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, Raj, uh, I can. You know, um, uh, of course, as uh, uh, being a monk, and I think uh, knowingly or unknowingly, throughout all our life, what we have done and shown to the world was the act of kindness. <laughs> like, like in those countries, even let's say 
we would uh, visit the hospital, so let's say. And now we call the compassionate visits, right? And, uh, uh, and why are we going there? Because people want us to help them, give them motivation. And they want us to do some blessings. So we did that. People would ask for some help, we would do that. People would ask us to uh, give a talk. Uh, we would do that out of love and compassion for them. And uh, uh, we would help others, you know, uh, materially in whatever way. That is also, uh, you know, the compassion, act of uh, compassion, kindness. Now we are doing this without any expectation. Now, uh, even even uh, here, actually, I think I think uh, we to bring a positive change in the world. We we need the motivation. We need inspiration, right? We need to see. We need to have a model. I think we. I have seen the uh, many role models in my life. You know, uh, starting from my uh, grandfather, okay, mother's father, eh? my parents, and my teachers, and uh, other people here, like uh, like even here, we have uh, our uh, abbot, our chief abbot. You know, uh, this monk doesn't preach. He doesn't like to go to the front and, and, and preach to people. Whatever we are preaching, this monk is teaching that in action. You know, it's like, you know, uh, even there are so many people who came to this country and they have no help. And uh, so this monk would pick them from the airport, bring them to our, our center, keep them for a couple of days and find an apartment or basement eh, and to find a job <laughs> and settling down. Uh, helping them to settle down in this country, and uh, and if 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 they have no transportation, <laughs> and he he would just go, give a, give them transportation, <laughs> and every time people come here, he would just make tea for people, <laughs> and who is in need some of something or struggling, and he would just drop something to them. We also had got that. You know, I, I think we need that kind of environment. Uh, and, and, and this is the, I think, uh, uh, you know, there's a, there's a story that I can tell you. <laughs> I think the, the, the environment is very important, Raj, you know. So uh, this is an ancient story found in the Buddhist literature. Uh, there was a parrot family. So this parrot family... I had twin uh, uh, kids, okay? And let's say we, uh, baby parrot uh, uh, one, baby parrot two. So uh, suddenly there was a, uh, maybe a tornado. And so the, this tornado just, uh, you know, separated the whole family. I said the parents, they were able to fly away. But the baby parrots, they fell into two different uh, forests. So uh, baby, baby parrot one fell into a forest, and uh, uh, one forest and the other, the uh, uh, baby parrot B fell into another. So after a while, uh, the, this parrot family was able to uh, have a reunion. They got uh, reunited. Uh, re 
uh, united, you know. And uh, so uh, parents, you know, par uh, parents, the parents uh, uh, notice uh, a strange behavior in these two uh, baby parents. And then they said, look, do you, you two are the, <laughs> the twin brothers? But we see a strange behavior. So they were kind of curious to know what happened to them in, 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 up, in their upbringing. So uh, the uh, baby uh, number one, uh, he was kind of rude, okay? He was kind of unkind. And uh, he would uh, speak with bad language and etc. etc. And he would hurt. Uh, he would annoy some others. And mothers, uh, the uh, the parents were kind of uh, concerned. And they said, uh, "My beloved child, uh, when this tornado came, uh, which forest did you fall into?" And uh, then he said, "Oh, I fell into forest." Uh, the, and it was uh, occupied by all these uh, robbers, you know. So the, these robbers would uh, hit one another, steal from others, rob from others. They would use the rush, uh, you know, very filthy words and unkind, uh, always disturbing others. And uh, so the parents realized, okay, now we know why this guy is behaving like this. And the other uh, parent, who was very kind, compassionate, caring, speaking softly, gently, kindly, and they were curious to know about his upbringing. So that parent, B, number B, said, uh, look, uh, my dear parents, uh, I was uh, uh, fortunate to uh, grow up in a forest where all the ascetics, <laughs> sages live, and they meditate, they help one another, they, they respect one another, they talk to uh, each other nicely, they never hurt, you know? So now parents realize, ah, now we know why he's so kind. <laughs> so at the end, the story ends there. So what it means is that we need the right environment. So we can create that environment first within ourselves, okay? So now if someone is being tough or rough or unkind, uh, you know, always hurting others, violent, is because of the uh, unkind environment that person is growing up. So we human beings have a moral obligation to uh, build or, or create a, an environment where people can live side by side in peace and harmony without hurting one another, always caring for one another. So it starts from here. So in order to bring, build a kindful nation, uh, what we need is first you need to be the kindful person. Now let's say in Canada, if you have 37 plus uh, to, uh, to 37 million plus people in this country. Now, uh, I believe uh, when we call the Canada nation, Canada, the nation is called the, with the citizens. 
If every Canadian chooses to become kind and mindful, guess what? The whole country, whole nation is mindful and kind nation. Do you believe that uh, kindfulness, kindness, compassion, do you believe that it stems from a religion or spirituality? Uh, well, all is spiritual. All uh, spiritual tradition, all religious tradition talks about that, right? And I think the whole purpose of, of a religious leader in the past or present <laughs> is, is to uh, teach this, you know, to, to make a difference, uh, or, or to explain the difference between the, uh, the kindness and unkindness. If you, be, if you become unkind, what's going to happen to you? If you become kind, then what, what's going to happen to you? So, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's the religious leaders, they have talked about that, but uh, it doesn't have to be a religious thing. But we all have these two. You know, we, we, we ever, in every person, we can find the kindness and unkindness. But if you lean to the kindness, uh, unkindness, you're going to be unkind. But if you choose to lean to the kindness, then you're going to be kind. So this is the mindfulness practice that we need to bring to people. This is the awareness we have to create. Hey, you're not a bad person. You could, people could, the society could say you're a bad person, but you also have the good nature. You have good side. Do you see that? Are you, are you being mindful that you have good heart? The once you could make the person become mindful of the good side of that person, and if you could make that person see the significance, the, the value of be, becoming a good person, that's it. That person is going to stop being bad. <laughs> so it sounds like, if I'm understanding correctly in your perspective, of course, I resonate with it, but it's more about your voice at the moment. What you are saying is that life wisdom is uh, involves um, kindness, compassion, and and treating others well, and and being uh, aware of the innate goodness of everyone. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has that, you know. But it, it, this is the thing: is maybe it's our environment, maybe it's our education. Maybe it's kind of extreme. Our, our karma? Huh? Our karma? Yeah, yeah, that could be karma too, but everything is not karma though. <laughs> you can change your karma. <laughs> you can change your karma by doing something good. <laughs> yes, it's, it's this very interesting notion that, well, you know, all of the, all of the religions uh, of of South Asian origin, they have this concept of karma. And people understand karma as the term, the prarabdha, the ripening, the one's destiny, one's fate, one's circumstance. But karma means action, and <laughs> that fate was earned by one's actions. Yeah. And so and, crucial. And, 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 and every action, you know, uh, every action is rooted in particular intention. Now, this is what people don't realize. Now, let's say, <clears throat> uh, now if I say, Raj, you are, 
such a handsome man. <laughs> Now, I had to look at myself. What do you mean by that? Did you really mean that I'm a handsome man or do you have a hidden agenda? <laughs> someone, someone could say that with a, bad, uh, with a kind of hidden intention. Maybe the intention could be different. But if, if, you, if you can say, you know, Raj, I really mean it. You know, you're, I don't have any expectation of anything from this, but I, I, uh, I see you as a handsome man. That's it. You know, so if we can uh, uh, compliment, if we can give compliments to people with good intention, then that is a good karma. You know, like uh, whenever, whenever you're doing something, like, you know, uh, uh, so you need to observe what kind of intention do you have. Eh? So if you are doing something with a bad intention, that is going to be the bad karma. If you're doing something good uh, with a good intention, that is going to be the good karma. And I see people do things, but they are not aware of that intention. Hmm. You know? So for, for folks who are listening, who are perhaps like all of us struggling with this thing called the human condition, struggling with life, Uh, what if they hear this message and they're like, wow, you know, those folks sound like that. They know what they're talking about. That's, I like that idea of kindness and compassion, and that's great. But they're so mired in the pain. They're so mired in the perceptions. They're so mired in, in the difficulties they're facing. What's the first step for them? How do they grow towards this vision? Uh, first, uh, you need to love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of Justin Bieber, <laughs> love yourself. Just, just love yourself. <laughs> Care for yourself. <laughs> this is something like this. Uh, one thing uh, there's a there's a saying of the Buddha. Uh, it says uh, uh, it's an ancient wisdom that I'm bringing. Okay. It's called Atta Nancha Piyang Janyang Rakhayanang Surakhitang. Atta Nancha Piyang Janyang. If you think you love yourself, if you think yourself is very dear to yourself, Rakhayanang Surakhitang, you need to guard yourself well. <laughs> you need to protect, protect yourself. yourself. To protect yourself well. I'm so very glad you raised this point. Just synchronistically, I'll just share a little thought and then maybe we'll close because I know we're about time for today. But just synchronistically, a number of the people that I've been chatting with and particularly clients who have certain struggles uh, in, in relationship with others, uh, family, intimate relationship, and they generally are fairly kind people with the misconception that kindness means Uh, openness to whatever other people want and not protecting oneself. And this is such an important and maybe paradoxical but important concept that you're sharing that um, compassion only works if you're compassionate to yourself first. And if you allow yourself to be used and abused, then there's, there's nothing left to give to anyone else. Yeah, well, that's why... That's what the, uh, the, in, this, in, the, in this principle uh, of kindfulness, it has two rules. Tell me first, the rules. Yeah, first rule is be kind to yourself. 
<laughs> Before being kind to others, be kind to yourself. If you're being kind to yourself, you can't hurt yourself in any way. And you, you can't let others hurt you. <laughs> no matter what they do, you know, you remain strong. You remain patient. You remain kind. And you remain caring, loving, you know. And then when you become such a power of kindness, you know, no matter what others do, it's not going to have impact on you. But at the same time, you show your kindness to others, right? So it's like, you know, it's something like this. When the rain, okay, when the rain falls on the top of the uh, mountain <laughs> and the water you know, goes down through the small creek <laughs> and from the small creek, it goes into another small stream. <laughs> and the stream uh, takes the water into the river, <laughs> a small river. And the small river takes the water into the big river. <laughs> and the big river takes the water into the ocean. <laughs> That's so beautiful. It's always here within yourself, you know. You be the raindrop of kindness. Yes, that is a beautiful idea. Um, I think we'll, we'll end with that wonderful, powerful idea. Uh, we'll close and then you'll stay on for a moment. I'll chat with you before we disperse. Um, thank you very much for appearing on the podcast today. Now, thank you, Raj, for having me on this. I really enjoyed this conversation. And do you believe in this? I think that you have become a kindful person. <laughs> and through your podcast, you have shown kindness to everyone. Thank you. For those of you listening, um, I've just been given a certificate from the School of Kindness from none other than Bhante Saranapala, the urban Buddhist monk. Uh, his links are in the podcast notes. Um, uh, you can follow up on him and his work. And uh, we were so delighted to have him uh, contribute uh, his wisdom uh, in terms of how best to navigate this thing called uh, human life. So until next time, stay safe, stay sane, uh, wise up, and be kindful. Take care. Yes, right. Be kindful. Thank you. <laughs>